Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your song. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. We're talking about one of Kyle's picks, Blood Beat from 1982. It was my first watch. I think it may have been Scott's first Hell watch. Hell no. What are you? Uh, okay. You well, I, I don't know Scott Huge. at all. Kyle, <laughs> was this your first watch? And if not, why did you pick it? Yeah. So it, it was my second watch. We're just, we're, we're coming into the holidays. And obviously, I think the same way that we have... As horror movie fans, we have a selection of Halloween titles that we watch. I think mm-hmm. that we have a selection of Christmas titles that we watch. I, even though we may watch non-horror Christmas movies, we also probably throw in some classics here. Um, and Bloodbeat is by no means a classic, um, but it is... I don't think uh, I've ever seen it in the thousands of times that I have Googled no. Christmas horror movies for us to it's pick in December. It's definitely had a renaissance. It, yes. <laughs> well, thanks to, to Vinegar with, Syndrome. Yeah, I was about to say, is it Vinegar Syndrome <laughs> yeah. that, that we have to thank for this? Yeah. And, but, that's, what le- and that's what led that's what led me here it's probably one of my first it's one of my first vinegar syndrome purchases that i had made um and anybody who listens to this show knows how much i love them and and this one's a a, a, and this one's a little bit unique um because well it's not that unique but they you know at and I i watched it on the disc and at the disc they're like you know they even front load it saying that all the the negatives that they had were pretty rough. So, like, some of the, you know, there's a lot of mold lines or mold, you know, issues. And mm-hmm. the, la- you know, the credit sequence, they couldn't even salvage, really. Like, the final, you know, the final credits. And, you know, but it's it, all in all, uh, for a for a French filmmaker to film a, a weird Christmas horror movie in Wisconsin um, and to well, have that be quite literally... High. 
while <laughs> super high and well, literally so, having that be the only thing that they do. Uh, it made for a decent, uh, like, it, was, it wasn't as entertaining the second time for me, but it was still fun, especially knowing that uh, we were watching it for this show. All right, so I've got three things to say. One is a fun fact from IMDb trivia, yep. and the other two are quotes from reviews that I found while I was doing research on this. Good. So first of all, fun fact, the director was not aware that the film was being shot in a full screen ratio until yep. 15 days into production. <laughs> <That's> crazy. <Yep. laughs> Amazing. That was my TV then, movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then there's a review from Rue Morgue <laughs> that says... Um, Bloodbeat is essentially an 86-minute non-sequitur yep. full of odd dialogue, random characters, sudden bursts of cheesy optical effects, lunacy, sex and death, juxtapositions that never make any sense, and the movie rarely has any of its desired effect. But it does keep you watching just yeah. to see what nuttiness will be pulled out of the director's hat next. Yeah. And then I just love this single-line review... Uh, that I grabbed from from Film School Rejects. I'm sure there was a longer review, but this one line, I'd be lying if I said I knew what the hell was happening (laughs) plot-wise. Yes. And I feel like, I feel that. Like this... I feel that too. I don't know what it is. I didn't learn anything. Nothing. (laughs) There's, There's this weird vibe with horror movies that take place at Christmas that either... It's a killer Santa Claus movie, or it is just fucking insane. Yeah, like, like there true. are There's moments no where ground. this movie is so confusing and so bizarre and just, like, nothing makes sense. It's like watching fucking elves, man. Like, it's just like, what is happening? There's Nazis now? Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, sam- the samurai um, doesn't... Uh, I still... I was hoping to have a little bit of light shined on it. Oh, besides the glow of the blue glow. <laughs> um, I, I was hoping for some more logical light, none of which came to me in this no. viewing. And I watched and I watched this this afternoon um, while Hunter was taking his nap. No uh, Doritos you know, inside. No Doritos. Yeah. No, no nothing. Well, and like, I was just sitting there, broad daylight. The sun starts to come into our living room, like, right around, like, the two That two wasn't when you had, like, hour. a burst of intuition? That wasn't... No, no that, that wasn't, wasn't the light. The... That was also not the light that well, I was looking for. It's kind of like... You know how at the end of Rock and Roll Nightmare, it just turns into a completely different movie for, mm-hmm. like, ten minutes? This really feels like three different movies that mm-hmm. were being made simultaneously. Because, like you said, the samurai makes... I still don't understand this samurai thing. Mm-hmm. The psychic mom artist, I don't understand. And then there's just, like, simultaneously... Simultaneously, yeah. it's just, like, fucking four Christmases or Christmases with the cranks <laughs> happening. So we're just like, oh, the wacky adventures of, like, dealing with my redneck family out in the woods. <laughs> like, it's so bizarre. Like, yeah. And the choice of music. The music oh, choices the music throughout wild. this movie is chaos. <laughs> well, I, you know, I love that um, the, the, it's, like, introspective intro music. Um, yeah. We watch the guy <laughs> with the, 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 the bow. He's, like, out hunting. It's, uh, it's um, oh, what's his name? Um Gary. Gary. The. Oh, uh, I was going to say, I hope you're not about to name one of the actors, because this is one of those rare movies where there is not a hyperlink to be found in the oh, Wikipedia page. Oh, absolutely not. No, no. And you <laughs> can tell by the acting. We'll yeah. get to that. No. Um, what I was going to get at is, is Gary, the, um, the man who wants to make mom a, uh, a, a, a legitimate woman. 
He wants yes. to he wants to marry her, and she's like, "No, we got a good thing going," which is basically like, you know, I I don't I don't want that ring. I just want the the the, the sausage that goes through the ring. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want that ring as much as I want your thing. You know, thank you, you, Matt. There you go. Exactly <laughs> what I was getting at. So mom doesn't want it. She just wants to bang because mm-hmm. she's an artsy type, I guess. Right. But, um, and her kids are out of out of are out of the house now. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're she's in just college. Trying to focus. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's just trying to get laid. Uh, and Gary's like very disappointed by this. He's like, I brought. He's very traditional. A dead deer for you, and <laughs> and you don't want to marry me. It was literally uh, caveman logic at that point. Yeah, he was like, "This is the worst <laughs> yeah, Christmas ever." Is, yeah, I've beaten the saber-toothed tiger to death on to sh- as a sign of love. Because you know, back in Neanderthal times, they they had saber-toothed tigers and Christmas. Yes. Um, <laughs> so so um, anyway, um, I guess the through line of this movie is, long story short, psychic mom and live-in boyfriend are hosting Christmas. And this is for Matt, so that Matt feels like he, he saw the same movie as me. Yeah. Um, hosting Christmas. Son and daughter and son's new girlfriend, who is also Force-sensitive, I mean psychic, um, yeah. is comes home for Christmas, um, and they proceed to mind meld mom and new girlfriend because mm-hmm. that's what happens when you're a boy mom. <laughs> Because real yeah. recognizes real. Yes. And they yes. just... And yeah. then... They're scanners. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and it, it just... Uh, but the, the, yeah. the, the weirdest thing about mom's um, mutant power is that it completely annuls any boom mic or ADR <laughs> of, of everybody on the, in this film. It's like she couldn't be asked hard enough to come to the to come to just do her ADR. And so all of her shit is so bad. I think it's because she is the least professional of everybody in the film. But yeah. I digress. So mom and daughter or uh uh eventual daughter in law, you know, yeah, girlfriend. It's Ted and Sarah. We can Ted, use yeah, those Ted for and Sarah. Points. So <laughs> mom and Sarah mind meld it awakens this ancestral memory from the whitest girl you know um you've ever seen in an 80s movie she's cute mm-hmm. i love her bangs mm-hmm. um yeah. but but um she is the reincarnation of a killer samurai that mm-hmm. somehow that reincarnation is able to manifest its its outfit from beyond the grave yes. she puts it on in a trunk that's not in, part yeah, of yeah. that weird <laughs> very weird um, I'm I'm wondering if we missed a little backstory where mm-hmm. the trunk was brought to the house by Gary or maybe that weird um, that weird guy that was staying in their mm-hmm. extra bedroom. That yeah. They oh yeah, because there was a there was a psycholo- there was a uh, psychologist who yes. was staying in that guest bedroom. But then there was also some flashbacks to what seemed like World War Two. So maybe yeah. it was brought home from the war. Maybe the 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 dad who is no longer in the picture or mm-hmm. something. So or they're all the, wearing the camouflage, grandpa. but they're also hunters. So I don't know who's a vet and who's not. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's also really really confusing when your son is named Hunter as well. Yeah, dude. I don't know. <laughs> you were like look. Hunter, and you're like, "Where's my son? What? Where's um, he sleeping?" Yes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so 
She gets reincarnated. She comes every time someone gets stabbed with that samurai sword, mm-hmm. by the way. Listen, no, we didn't miss that part. That okay, was just, a detail just, that we yeah, I know no, that, we, that was kind of like a subtext. <laughs> you know, I know that Lair of the White Worm at the beginning of last month was very, like, yeah. oblique with the fucking and the dildos. And the snakes. This is a little, but this yeah. is this is the samurai sword's a little like uh, harder to know for sure. Uh, much harder. I mean, harder, I, very I, hard, can very we sharp. Use the word tang. <laughs> <laughs> is is it full tang? <laughs> anyway, so um, the, the brother tang? and sister also have latent psychic powers. They fight off Sarah and the um, the reincarnated samurai soul that is in her body. She dies, and yep. then they just leave all the dead bodies in the house for someone to find on new year's day yeah it's a fucking massacre and it's, talk. there are like six dead bodies in that house. it's yeah. it's really uh and and maybe this is fresh or maybe head, not this, I, this, this I, house but soon, around the, the, the space i uh i went and saw clue the movie the stage show and uh <laughs> they really they really kind of follow through with the plan that tim carey proposes at one point in the movie he was just like we're just going to take the bodies, stack them in the basement, and leave like none of this ever happened. <laughs> like, yes. You know, yeah. in 1981, eight, 1980, when this was filmed, there were no forensics like, oh, I don't know, fingerprints. Yeah. Mm. So, well, dude, the other no thing is, is, that, like, is there any semen on the scene of the crime? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, they, they didn't find any semen. But These they footprints sure found a lot look of... like samurai shoes. <laughs> <laughs> How strange. <laughs> and they just stop. I've heard rumors partake of a series of giant turtles that know karate. And I believe <laughs> that what we're experiencing is the Foot Clan. Yeah. <laughs> so we might want to get on the line with that. Someone well, called New like, York City. <laughs> apparently nobody fucking cares if anybody dies either. So that yeah, one guy who really gets just, shot, yeah. right, in the hunting accident where Sarah well, so he's flips not the just, fuck out. He's not just shot. He also gets, like, eviscerated. And it doesn't yeah. make any sense because sense. I'm, I'm guessing that you're supposed to imply that that's the spirit of the samurai's first kill, but I don't get it. I, <laughs> it didn't read to me, man. I didn't the, get any of that. I'm trying to find But the fucking cop just goes, here. "Oh, Merry Christmas, everybody! So we'll yeah, take your he, dead friend away." He's like, "You don't know this guy," and everybody's like, "Never seen him before in my life." He's like, "Are you sure?" They're like, "He, I'm sure." And then they go, "Fine, we'll just take him to the morgue. We'll give him a we'll give him a pauper's burial." Merry Christmas to him, too. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. I don't know if they just don't linger on the dead bodies or the kills that long, but it felt like every time I looked down to type a note, because this is the first episode where I I have given up the the analog pen and paper. I finally oh moved to God. the digital age of note-taking. Welcome taking. to 2022. But it felt like every single time I looked down, I'd look up and some character was gone and dead, and I would have to consult Wiki and be like, did I really miss that? Like... Uh, the the only one that I really caught was the the neighbor's wife getting killed in the kitchen. Yeah, what was um, she making? Was she making metamucil? Who even knows? All I, I know is went, that this she was went back she, for the orange. She went back for orange juice, and then I don't know what else she was. But doing she was there, mixing though. some powder in, and I think that that was metamucil. Tang, she, oh, full tang. <laughs> that was yeah. full tang. Yeah, she was getting some tang. That particular one, I did, I did have to write down a note that it felt like a giallo because that blood is just so can of red, yeah, like all over the floor. <laughs> Here's one thing, Matt. I know that as white cis male podcast hosts, it's hard for us to know when a woman is orgasming. This is the easiest way for you to find out: is there a dead body? Is there someone missing who is no longer living? 
Sarah definitely came at least once, maybe twice. Yeah. No one has ever had better sex than Sarah has while another notch on the bedpost, <laughs> like <laughs> with a samurai. Yeah, sword. This is this is a wild ass movie, and the idea of looping this into Christmas is so nonsensical because it please nothing into the plot like this could have it's been a, Christmas a thanksgiving getaway it could be like any it other holiday people aren't it gonna come not home with a new girlfriend unless it's christmas matt come well on. so that's the only thing that i like stuck that i latched onto was that like and it obviously disappeared a third of the way through the movie like it was gone but and, yeah. like the whole time sarah is visiting and like not not gelling with the family really mm-hmm. i'm like oh that's interesting like i, I was like yeah being being uh, a a significant other brought home for a holiday has its own sets of anxieties, right? And I'm it like, does, oh, yeah. but- oh, interesting. And then it fucking doesn't, it's not that it doesn't do anything with it. It just decides to go to the psychic mom connection route. The psychic and mo- I'm like left without, you know, I, Sarah's, Sarah fucking destroys their family Christmas. Destroys their Christmas. <laughs> destroys well, their Christmas. This is the thing though. And, and maybe this is just, this is obviously coming from a guy who has been single for 16 years, but Ooh. like, I feel like Christmas is the worst holiday to introduce someone to your family. Like, Thanksgiving, Easter, like some of these like low and or even better, like Memorial Day or Fourth of July that are like meaningless holidays. Like, hey, I want you to meet my family on a holiday where you're. (laughs) Did you just say that Fourth of July and Memorial Day are worthless holidays? Are you trying to say that this country isn't important to you and that you should respect those holidays? They're Tell great the excuses of- to get some barbecue and go swimming. Anyway, so <laughs> the people of Wisconsin, the fuck is swimming on Memorial Day? My it point is, is like, it. if you have a new girlfriend or boyfriend, if you have a no, new Christmas significant other, Christmas if you are dating somebody and you're trying to figure out the day that you want to introduce them to the family, maybe the day where they're expected to give and receive gifts from people that they've never met before, not the best first day. The mom already knew. Sarah had a passive-aggressive gift under the tree. <laughs> that was She should have gotten it. a samurai sword as the passive-aggressive gift. That would have at least made we some fucking... And that it, awakened yeah. something in her right. life. And she'd be right. like, what the fuck right. is this? And the mom's like, this is from my dead husband. I don't know. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Just make just, her really uncomfortable. Give, him, give her a reason to fucking kill her. There's a everybody. moment where Ted is Ted, right? Ted's Sarah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Ted's comforting Sarah after the person got shot. Where I was just looking at Ted and I was like, How, when does Ted start regretting this whole decision <laughs> of bringing Sarah? And I like normally like I am I am totally usually on uh, the woman's side, but I clearly know where this movie was going to go. So that whole time, I was just like, ah, Ted's really regretting, like, this whole bring Sarah to his fucking there's, like, from the jump. There's so many pieces of, supposedly, uh, I've never really watched that much Red Letter Media. I know that they're very popular. Um, but apparently, one of the guys from Red Letter Media, when they did a, an eventual episode, had said that he was planning to remake the movie. Um, he later came out and said that he was joking, but that he genuinely thinks that there there is something in this plot that if here. handled better could actually be a good movie that's just I don't like know. in the Can worst we, like hands. not have it be a samurai because that really doesn't fit that's that's the the samurai is the biggest strike the samurai 
I literally feel like the samurai aspect of this movie is similar to the way the robot monster looks, where it's like, well, we had a gorilla costume available, so we just threw the... <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like, I don't know, we had a gorilla... You know, it's like the Robert Rodriguez quote about, like, indie filmmaking, where he's like, I knew I had access to a guitar case, a turtle, and a bus, so they were going to go in my movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was, like, mm-hmm. him making El Mariachi. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so, it's something like that, but you like uh, when you have when you throw in a million other things, being like oh, it, it's Christmas, and yeah. then yeah, when you <laughs> have a Christmas horror, I'm fine with it being a Christmas horror. I no, there is I totally feel like there is some I feel like there's something there, and I don't, and I would love to see it done because especially by the time like this sort of final battle happens, this final psychic battle, I'm like. You know, Joe Joe Begas does a little bit of this. He did Almost Human, and he did another one, Sequence. Oh, Freak? Almost no, Human. That's a is that yeah. a Christmas movie? I've seen it. It's when it takes place in winter. winter. I actually don't know if it's Christmas. I don't remember if it's I Christmas liked or that not, one. But um, but he, he did he, Sequence Break. Joe, he um he I think Graham Skipper was in Sequence Break, and he might not. I don't. Have done, I don't think there's he one did or two Sequence other Break. movies. I think that, yeah. he did, this done. is the guy who did Bliss, right? This is a guy who did Bliss, oh, and his first two okay. his first two movies it was Almost Human, and then another one that had like very Scanners esque. Almost Human thing. was I, an alien it. movie, though, right? Yes, Almost Human was, was an alien one. movie, and it was done. It was done for like fifty grand in Rhode yeah. Island. It so shit like that is like it's blood beat to me. It's like it's sort of regional, mm-hmm. like. It's weird. I mean, Almost Human has a more through line. Oh, there's a lot more it. plot in that um, film. There's a lot more going on. But there's like, a lot more plot but on that everything shit, in this movie. But that makes me think that Bloodbeat could happen as a remake now by some you know indie horror filmmaker that can just like piece it together. But I would. But fun. that's what I mean. Like here, here's like a dumb idea that I'm just the thinking. mind's eye is what it was called. Yeah, thinking out loud. Just thinking out loud as we're discussing this movie. Because you're right, like, we should be sympathizing with Sarah way more than we do mm-hmm. in this fucking movie. And I'm, like, thinking about that. I'm thinking of, like, something like You're Next. And I'm like, well, what if you start this movie not with, like, a marriage crisis between husband and wife, but, like, some bullshit, like, property lines debate between them and their neighbor. And it's, like, the mom's fucking possessing Sarah to just go and kill the neighbors and then, like... She can't stop killing, and now they're like caught in the crossfire of the bullshit that they did. I don't know. It's no dumber than what we actually got with Bloodbeat. <laughs> it would give us at least a uh, motive, so it could be worth a motive for any, sure. It would give us anything. I do love the neighbor scene. I love the the neighbor Paul just flying out the fucking bedroom. <laughs> <window>. <laughs> like, Which I read was the director. Yeah, that was, the director was the director who, who you know what? dressed as Paul. He's got a real look. There's a lot of things that have come out recently that proved what we all kind of knew, that was Vince McMahon was a bad guy. But he did always say he'd never ask a wrestler to do something he wasn't willing to do himself. And I get that vibe from this director. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I won't ask you to jump through a window unless I'm willing to jump through a window. So let me jump like, through a window. It. I'll do it. I'll just do it. <laughs> Um, this this was fun to watch with subtitles because whenever there was a sound effect, it said mysterious boinging. Yes, um, did you see the people, was... There are tons of people on Shutter that are like, yeah. I watched it with subtitles specifically for the mysterious boinging. I have lots of mysterious boinging, yeah. which I appreciated. <laughs> Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. 
Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come, baby, come, and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your song. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Kyle, do you regret your decision? No, no, no. This was This was fun. I actually felt, I did feel a little... I did feel a little bad. I feel like I haven't been um, entirely considerate with my choices. Um, <laughs> you? Not that I. Not that. <laughs> not that I need. Well, as soon as the deer came up, I was like, Ah, god damn it! Yeah, uh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm glad the, that we just dude, decided to skip right past so that conversationally. Carcasses. I but the funnier thing about but that I is, it's, it, I think it's funnier that people freak out about animal carcasses, and then, but then they're like, hmm. Put that piece of meat on the grill and make it medium rare. You know, like, listen, Scott, I am very proud. Well, I'm not very proud. Let me be an ostrich. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see what's happening, so I don't have to worry about it. That's the thing, though, is that I have tried to pull your fucking head out of the sand. My wife has tried to pull your head out of the sand. And you're just like, "Mm, repress it. So I've I've stopped. We've been friends for a decade. Uh, The entirety of my veganism and um Mm -hmm. you know i just i find it amusing i don't i'm not upset by it i i think that I mean, that was definitely a real carcass. I'm assuming that they ate it. Oh, there's no... Uh, yeah, I don't think this movie had a, a budget for a fake one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that they had such a low budget that they actually murdered people in this movie. <laughs> that's why you can't find any more information. Yeah, yeah that's why that there's no hyperlinks. Yeah. Uh, more, just more, hyperlinks more to so, the obituaries. More so, about like, the car- more so than the carcass, I just feel... Even though we, we got to talk about it and it was fun, I feel like they're better movies or more more enjoyable movies that we could what, watch together as a family but not for no, christmas this no, is great this is i'm glad christmas. No. <laughs> it's christmas mandatory it's christmas. fun it's christmas damn it yeah um, oh but I, I going forward after my january pick or my december my january pick yes. uh, which has already been chosen i'm happy I'm about your january back. pick it's gonna be a fucking i'm blast. very happy about my yeah yeah but i'm gonna i'm gonna think about things a little bit deeper before yeah, I, uh, pick yeah them it's next all right time. well this fun, i don't think i don't i'm not regretting this decision good by any good means. i'm just aware I'm just aware. Okay. So, well, quick question. I have a question for both of you. Did you know that there was a mm-hmm. there's this band? That this shows me that the internet is 
a crazy place. This isn't bad information or good information. It's just information that exists. There's a band mm -hmm. called Nervous Curtains, and they imagined another soundtrack for this. And they made a synth soundtrack for this like a couple years ago. It's on Bandcamp. You go to nervouscurtains.bandcamp.com slash album slash blood dash beat. And there is a an <laughs> wow. entire like 28-minute stream of consciousness synth like soundtrack concept that they that they put together it's not amazing but it's cool that somebody was like hey this absurd piece of garbage from 1981 or whatever that was filmed in wisconsin for next to nothing is going to um inspire me to write 28 minutes of music i mean that's that's cool like if i was the producer I'm, of this movie or the writer that. of this movie and i hadn't you know coked myself to death um i would be like just chuffed you know yeah that's pretty exciting. oh but hey kyle did you have a drink for this no i i, I do I, I, i'm oh please show me what do we got it's the inaugural milk. oat milk for the year. Yeah. <laughs> and I have it, yeah. I, let me open it. This is a new kind. It's Elmhurst, rich and creamy oat nog. Now this nog. this is I always wait until Thanksgiving for to, mm -hmm. to to start my my gluttonous consumption of oat of, of it used to be eggnog but it's oat nog now. So let's yeah. let's see if this ain't good. It smells good. Yeah. Okay. It's made with cashews. Okay. So was it like fifty bucks? No, it was it was seven dollars. <laughs> it came from okay. World Market. Um, yeah. Okay. It came from a mini fridge in a hotel. Like, <laughs> it, I have very small hands, and so it looks it looks big in my hands, but it's actually only four ounces. Um, but but it, it's actually quite good. Um, my okay. only problem with plant based eggnogs is that they're not like choke you thick. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I need that. Like yeah. the the stuff that I grew up with was so the hood golden nog, right? Like that's got to be what'd you grow up with? Well, it, it was called eggnog, but I mean it's yeah, it's just got like pasteurized eggs in it, and it's got heavy cream, and that shit is like swallowing mm -hmm. honey. It's swallowing yeah, wet it honey. It's so thick mm -hmm. you can barely fucking swallow. I've it. never had eggnog in my entire that life. that doesn't shock and me. I, There's a lot of shit you and I feel like it life. just looks like a loogie <laughs> like when i see people pour it into a glass i'm like uh that looks gross I can't yeah. do well, we can it. that's why you gotta drink it out the fucking bottle like yeah you just don't here. give yourself time to think about it <laughs> i i want it to like coat my entire body i yeah. want it to be the pepto bismol of christmas mm -hmm. um wow still have never found yeah, that's that. what it is um in an oat one well i mean for, for what a could you do one, to thicken it you could thicken it what with, could you do um, to thicken it semen matt we went an entire Christmas episode without talking about cum. I know. We just had to bring it around. <laughs> well, we talked about Sarah's orgasms. We just did the, the female we equivalent. But no, no. Her cum was a ghost samurai. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so one more question about ghost sex. What What do you want to pick for your double feature for this then? It's so, it's fucking wild because I went through like, th because of the tonal shifts of this all, I went through three double features and I ended up on Pumpkinhead. Um, I think that there's some sort of like, I mean, Pumpkinhead doesn't feel fully regional, but it does feels folky. Yeah. yeah. And even, I don't I'd know. I consider it folklore. 
Yeah, and, and the 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 bloodbeat is not. There's this own folklore in yeah. it. Um, there is this idea of like this sort of the, you've awakened this thing that's now coming into your home and it's just destroying your fucking world. Yeah. And Pumpkinhead is that. Uh, so uh, that's my double feature. So first, I want to say that the name Bloodbeat. <laughs> I knew nothing about this movie. I went in this movie completely blind. This has nothing to do with my double feature. It's just something I want to mention. I genuinely thought that this was. <laughs> Like some type of horror comedy with cops in a similar vein to Dead like Heat. Dead Heat. Oh man, <laughs> like, you were because I'm like, yeah, they're beat, you know, like the guys. Like Ted's mom is so eccentric and weird and bizarre that she just kept reminding me of the aunt in the beginning of Sleepaway of course, Camp, yes. and I was like, man, I really want to watch Sleepaway Camp. So I'm just gonna go with an old faithful <laughs> on this that's one. A tonal Sleepaway shift Camp for sure. <laughs> and you know I'm not going Christmas with this either because um, it's hard to top because the movie barely yes yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna go with another Midwestern small film that I love so much with a very similar title with Bloodhook Blood of course <laughs> got Blood Hook and Blood Beat I thought you were either going to do Blood Hook or Blood Rage and I You know wasn't sure I thought about Blood Rage do. but I it's like too good You know but Blood Hook is way more the speed that that I'm going for if I'm doing a Blood Beat night Yeah yeah, yeah. no I think yeah, that's yeah, fair yeah, yeah. yeah cuz this movie is not like I said I picked Sleepaway Camp on this I mentioned Rock and Roll Nightmare I mentioned Elves like I think that those are all movies that are so insane that I constantly am thinking like I can't wait to watch that movie again or show that movie to more people because I know that they'll have a good time with the chaos. I don't know if I'm there on Bloodbeat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's fair. Like Bloodbeat, I don't think is on that same level of just like this is fun and bad. It's like this is cheap and bad. <laughs> but, that's that's blood. Uh, that's blood hook as well. It's like yeah. It's just it's cheap. It's not good. A lot of people mm-hmm. put in the bare minimum, and yet mm-hmm. there is something charming about it. There's something there. You know, there's but, I mean, there. I think there's a lot more in Bloodhook because I've watched it more times than Bloodbeat, and I will continue mm-hmm. to watch it because it is yeah. just—it's a superior film, it's a superior product. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a piece of cinema. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Bloodbeat does have its own je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just only in a third of the movie and not the full movie somehow. Yeah. So, All right. Well, Kyle, yeah, have yeah. you been watching, reading, listening to, or anything else that you want to promote on here? Listen, I, I, I've, I have forty minutes left in Halloween ends, and this is not how I wanted to watch a movie at all. I did not want to watch it, and I did not want to watch it in installments. But literally, it's the only way I've been able to get fucking anything done. However. I did somehow manage to watch all of Halloween four after we <laughs> yeah, had our Halloween. Yeah, that's trip. my boy. <laughs> I don't have excuses anymore. I don't have excuses anymore. It was the first time I watched Halloween. 4. Really? I've never fucking. Did seen you it enjoy before. the watch? It's fun. Uh, yeah, Car- Car- Carly looks to me and goes, "This is a perfect movie." Yeah, um, Carly. And it's and it's not and it's not because it's good. It's not. It's not because it's not. It's not good by any means. But there is this certain aspect. And I think it's of part fours, which we put my coworker Jocelyn on blast the other a week because she said wrong turn four was her favorite. <laughs> but I think that there's something to be said because we've had this conversation about sequels being their own thing and sometimes being better than the first. I don't think part fours are ever really better than the first, but they have this way of re um, reigniting 
something in the franchise, whether it be an origin story or like coming back from part three or like, to, you know, totally detouring, like whatever it is. And Halloween four does that. And I love it for it. And again, like, I mean, I, I don't have any nostalgia attached to it or like, I have nothing. I have nothing. I actually literally thought I had seen it before and I did it. <laughs> well, <laughs> so well, I have the, nothing about it. The thing that's weird with like Halloween four and, and, I guess this makes sense. So I've always said that I think that one of the reasons why Dream Warriors is such a beloved movie is that I do think it is the perfect example of how you do a sequel properly, where it's like you push the story along, mm-hmm. you amp up the killer, you you boost up their power set, but you give us likable characters that we want to see survive. And I feel like that is like every single beat of Halloween 4. Like Michael Myers is a little bit more brutal than he was in the first movie he's a little bit more powerful than he was in the first movie it follows kind of right where part one two ends and you give us likable characters like daniel harris like it Mm -hmm. it hits all it checks all of the boxes for like this is how you make a good sequel to a beloved film or beloved franchise i think it's also why i like halloween h2o so much as well is that i think Mm -hmm. h2o does all of those things agreed yeah it gives us likable characters. It it boosts. It's up, the fourth it kills, from four, uh, technically. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it kind of it kind of yeah. follows that path. This is why I like Texas Chainsaw: Next Generation. Okay, um, well, it we does not that. check Scott, all the boxes. What have you watched? <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. That's, oh all, that's it. That God. is actually it. For that me. was amazing. Um, please, what 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 else do you guys get into? So. Obviously, we're we're discussing this in the beginning of December, but we're recording this on the first of November, and I'm Why giving that information that? because last night, as I planned, I finally sat down and watched the Out There Halloween yeah. mega tape on Halloween night, and it's fucking great. Like, mm-hmm. we we already kind of gave a lot of mouth hugs to Chris <laughs> LaMartina during the uh, Halloween movie draft when we were talking about WNUF, but. It, it, this is perfect. I love seeing Dylan and his sister throughout mm-hmm. the whole first half of the movie. I loved hearing Scott's guitar playing uh, in the beginning of the it's movie. It's so crazy that it's like the first section of it. Yeah. But I also got to give massive credit to all the musicians that were involved because there is so much music in that. I rewatched oh, it last night myself and I was just like, yeah, I, it, I'm just blown away. I don't I and and this is obviously because I really have loved WNUF. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it more than WNUF, but it is a stellar con, like companion piece yeah. to that mm-hmm. movie. It totally works. I love that he changed it and I think he said this to us on the show before or maybe he was just talking to us just casually at a at a convention but like you know WNUF takes place in the 80s satanic panic mm-hmm. that was the big thing so that's what he targeted but like in the 90s you've got like the alien autopsy oh, yeah. specials and you've got the x-files being like that's the biggest show in the world and, like yeah, so it's way more alien based mm-hmm. as opposed to like oh the satanic panic side of the first movie so yeah. i mean just and again i i feel like as a non-filmmaker but a person who always wanted to be a filmmaker the way he does so much with so little as far as the finances go is just admirable he definitely had more money for this one because he did but still it's like it's still what like a tenth of what like any typical indie horror movie would even be absolutely and it's so funny because um i watched vhs 99 and 
each one of those segments, because it has like what four segments, each one of those segments sure. certainly has a higher budget than the entirety of the uh, WNUF sequel, and it wasn't good. No, mm. it was well. Bad. That's a great leeway because I'm done. What what is was that your what well, did no, I watch? Well, no, I actually don't want to. You know, I'm I'm I think that I've been a really good boy this year. After Matt laid to. the smack down on me early in the spring, and he was like. Um, the samurai will come and visit you and leave you presents for Sarah. And yeah, he'll, he'll leave me Don't severed worry. feet if I um, if I <laughs> and the deer. He doesn't want the deer. deer. <laughs> He's regifting the yeah. deer. Yeah. Um, if I don't speak night about nice things, so I hated VHS ninety nine. I fucking hated Smile. It was so terrible. But I really enjoyed um, Saloon. Have you guys seen that? Have you heard about it? No. It's um. No. It's on Shutter. It's a. Uh, it's an African movie, uh, Nigerian. I can't remember where it's from, but it's it is kind of a genre bender because it. I mean, at, at its core, it's a horror movie, but it's also got a lot of action movie um, aesthetic to it. It's also got kind of a bit of a heist movie thing going on. Um, I don't want to really give away anything about it because when it does become a horror movie, it's cool. I mean, like, I, I it's not a perfect movie, um, but I love what they did with such a i mean again a, a small budget you know like i i love that when we get that is when when there's a when there's that that scrappiness that i mean it's definitely it's definitely a, a bigger budget than than wnf2 i'm not i'm not really trying to say that i'm saying that um i just love when a passion project has people in it ha, everybody is firing on it with that same energy that same yeah. positivity where they they have kind of a singular goal that vision is understood and it's a really effective movie i, I highly recommend it it's it's on shutter if i didn't mention that but um yeah watch it on shutter um it's short it's like an hour and 19 minutes it's really it just it goes highly nice. recommend all right well that was blood beat from I got multiple different dates when I was looking this up. 81, 82, and 83 were all different search <laughs> and results. they're all but, right. <laughs> yeah, they're all about right. Uh, as picked by Kyle, if you think that we're done talking Christmas horror, no, there's more. In fact, there will be three of the four weeks. <laughs> there Christmas horror. Been, the, the irony is that there one, the, <laughs> only one crazy. of us didn't pick Christmas. The guy with a Christmas podcast said, no, nah, I'm good. Uh, but <laughs> I guess it's we'll not be back ironic. next week with another movie that I had literally no clue was a Christmas horror movie until I hit play. So stay tuned. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pass to Dutchie, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast.
we'll sing your song. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 